adventure through a wasteland twisted by dark magic, undead monsters, and contagious insanity where life and death are no longer opposites, but a spectrum of cruelties. Emerging from the dregs, an old king makes one final attempt to save his realm. Today's episode is brought to you by the newest project of Lee Ellis, author of the Kill Dash series, God Blood is a grim, dark short story with the audio runtime of two hours available on Audible and a digital print available for those that prefer reading. This exciting adventure is available now. But parents beware, it's not for the faint of heart. Stay tuned after the episode for an exclusive audio clip of God Blood. Welcome to The Nerdy Old Men Podcast. The greatest nerd, geek, and pop culture podcast in history. With your host, Redneck Wes. He keeps screwing up, people. And that old bald man, Chad. Come on, man. This is a fun place. Don't be a... Hey. Hey. We screwed up. Wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Won't be the last. As I mentioned in the half-butt closing that I recorded by myself for part one of Rocky Top Game Con 2022 coverage. We got so excited that we forgot to do a closing for day one or day two or day three um, and um, or an opening to do for the second part. But anyway, so uh, this is after the fact. Um, and Wes and I uh, are still trying to recover. We are. The fun yeah. we had. We had a great time. And uh, so stay tuned for uh, the part two of our Rocky Top Game Con 2022 coverage. Hey guys, got another awesome interview with a, a, a great uh, artisan and a really cool uh, small business called Worlds of War. They're a train builder. We're talking with Adam from Worlds of War right now. But hey how there. are you doing today, man? Uh, doing pretty good. First cool. day uh, first day was good. Ready yeah. for break, get the second day going. Yeah. We walked out. Well, I went and tried to find Wes early, early yesterday, yesterday, and he was because he, he's he's a uh, um, a rising three D print kind of guy, hobbyist, and you got some really cool products down there. Tell our listeners what you're providing. So uh, we provide uh, we're going to be providing a number of lines of three D printed terrain. Uh, our first line is our Space Pharaohs, which fits with the tier, with the uh, Warhammer 40k Necrons line of models, and it, it looks amazing, guys. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, really, really does. True. Thank so. you. Uh, it's three D printed. It's three D printed in multiple colors. So all you have to do is take it out of the box, do a small amount of assembly, and throw it on the table. That's you, awesome. No painting involved. No anything. It is just ready to go. The sets we have with us this weekend are black and glowing green to match the main color scheme of that army, but we. We can print them in pretty much any color combination anyone wants. That's amazing because 3D printing is really taking off and, and yeah. seeing stuff that people were able to make. I wish I knew how to model, yeah. you know, because then, I, God, I, you'd never see me again, Chad, because I've been making stuff all the time. <laughs> but to see what you guys have, have created and the detail that is in these models is amazing. Thank you. It's, it's been a long journey. I've sort of been teaching myself through the process how to do all of this 3D modeling. Um, we're, we're coming out as well uh, at the by the end of this month with our Tyranid set of terrain because we just find that there's a big lack of uh, anything for Warhammer that's not Imperial. 
Uh, likewise, we're starting to look at doing terrain for Star Wars Legions because we find that there's a big lack of terrain of anything that's not just Tatooine. Yep, that's it. Ta Tatooine stuff is pretty much predominant, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm going to be looking at doing designs for Felucia, for Mandalore, for Naboo, and um, a couple other things where it's just like on a space station, or right. you're like, I think it would be really cool to be able to have it uh, where you're in the hangar of a star oh, carrier. That would be cool. That yeah. sort of, those sorts of terrains so to provide something oh, cool. different for players of those games so that you can really sink your teeth into it and get get some Star Wars locales that you haven't seen before. Well, one thing that's really neat is is we went down there and they've got you've got. I mean, I guess you're selling the boxes, but but he's got a couple boxes there, and, and one is you know it's it's a you know it's a product box like you would go and pick up from the store, mm -hmm. and inside the box is everything. Yeah, I mean we it's do. ready to go, and you could like, like we were talking beforehand is you can take that thing and go to your gaming table, go to your gaming shop or whatever, open it up, put the terrain out there, and and play. Yeah. And it's contained in one box. Yeah, and then when you're done, you just put it all back in the same box. Yep. So we want convenience. We want ease of use. I, you know, we spend so much time painting our miniatures that a lot of times it's really nice to not have to paint the terrain that you're putting yeah. on the table to save that time. Yeah, you know, and that sort of stuff, especially with like the death care, the star carrier type stuff yeah. that I'm looking at designing. We can print that in like black and gray, so yeah. that it's going to have a little bit of multicolor to it right on the table, yeah. and it's going to look great That's coming right sweet. out of the box. Well, see, that'd be really neat because uh, the place I go and play Star Wars Legion locally. Um, predominantly all the terrain is is imperial 40k stuff right which is okay and it's cool we can use it but it would be neat to see well to have some a whole kit of we'll put the store's boards up and throw naboo stuff on there or yep. throw well, the or star destroyer stuff I love on there the, or, the idea yeah. is like okay you've infiltrated this you know star destroyer yeah and you got like hallways yeah yeah, yeah. You know, like, so the, the, the interior the, of a Star Destroyer. The, that would the, be so cool. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are printing stuff and selling stuff, but the neat thing about uh, Adam and World's War is that the stuff they're developing is a, a one-box stop, for a lack of a better word. Yep. And, you know, we all have carrying cases of our stuff, and how do you want to carry the rest of this terrain if you want to use a specific terrain? Well, and it's it all already, fits in, it's this already box. in this box. Yeah, we, we strive hard to make it really convenient for everybody. Yeah. You know? That's one of the big complaints we have in our own playing spaces. How do we keep all of this organized? And we've gotten now to where with the stuff that we're printing, it's like this stuff goes with this play mat. We just pull out the play mat, we pull out the box, we play a game. Yeah. Put it away, pull out the next play mat, pull out the box of stuff that goes with that play mat, and we're good. And everything that, looks good together, everything meshes well. Yeah. That's one of those things though, that there was a need. Yeah. And he has found a way to fill the need. Well, yeah. I, and I've looked at some train online and stuff like that, and it's all you know, it all come out in gray plastic, pretty mm -hmm. much, and you got to paint it. But if you walk down there and look at his stuff, it's already well. In two I mean, colors. that green, yeah. that green <laughs> caught my eye instantly because it it pops on that black, yeah, because it's a shiny black yeah. and it's just this bright, vivid, just. I don't want to say slime green, but that's kind of, you know. Well, that, it almost that's, glows. It, it's a neon. It's a neon that green. That neon green, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also one thing that we really looked at hard when we're with Warhammer 40K, the rules for terrain in 40K in the current edition are the most robust they've ever been. So we really looked hard at designing the terrain around the rules, which is something that we didn't see out there with other terrain. We saw lots of terrain out there that had really no impact on the game unless you're really stretching the bounds of what that terrain is. Well, I know right. we had talked about, you know, like, okay, 
this is actually three inches high and it's you know it it qualifies for this much cover and it does this and everything is ready to go right out of the box yeah we've got it where you can build different sets of dense cover or light cover or heavy color cover ruins forest woods um ruined walls we've even got uh, a piece that we sell for warhammer 40k has a type of train called statuary that most people don't even know exists in the rules and so this is for necrons we have a hologram generator that would count as statuary where it gives you a bonus to your leadership for your models that's most cool people don't even know that exists in the rules that see that that's a really neat a really neat thing and I, I, the thing I like about it the most is, well, two, two things about what you guys are doing at Worlds of War is, one, the don't need to paint it. Yep. It's already ready to go. And two, that it's self-contained, mm-hmm. a kit in a box. Yep. See, that's a convenient thing because you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I do Legion, and I love painting the models and building them and things like that. But when I'm done with that, and I've spent all this time on this group of death troopers, yep. I I don't want to paint a bunch of buildings as well. You well know and I mean? we're also, we're tired of showing up at tournaments. We'd love to get tournament or organizers to get some of this stuff. We'll do yeah. a great discount on yeah. on bulk orders. We're, we're tired of showing up and just seeing, you know, two pieces of MDF glued together, and that's a, or a bu- building. busted walls. Everything is, is, everything's yeah. a, uh, half a building. Everything's and half a building, and it's all, it, a lot of it's unpainted a lot of times, or it's just like foam core that's sprayed black or something yeah. like that. And you get all of these armies that are just beautifully painted. People spent hundreds of hours painting their armies, and now you're on a board that, sure, it's a nice play map, but then it's just painted black. Yeah, it's just pretty much two-dimensional <laughs> stuff on the table. Yeah, you can really get uh, um, immersed into the game if you have some really proper terrain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, let's see. We got uh, your Etsy store, Etsy.com. Uh, well, you can just search for Worlds of War. Yep, search on it all Etsy. one word. It'll come up easiest that way. Search all one word. And then we do have we're starting a small YouTube channel where we're doing battle reports called 5 and 15. Okay, 5 so and 15. And yep. tell us about that real quick. So that is, it's all Warhammer 40K. What we do is rec- we record a full game, a uh, 2,000-point game. Then we speed the game up, and we narrate the playback. So you can watch an entire game of Warhammer 40K start to finish, no skips, in 15 minutes. So, See, that's really cool. Yeah, anyone can watch a battle report on their lunch break, and that's something that we felt like there was a need for. I can't sit down and watch a two-and-a-half-hour battle no. report. I just can't do it. No. I try, but in 15 minutes, you can see how the armies play, what the result was, and everything that happens in the game. Yeah, especially for somebody that, that plays it, so you already understand everything, yep. and you can sit there and watch it and, and kind of get some insight and see how things are going. Plus, appreciate other people's models and their playing style and things like that, too. Yep. So. And we try to play pretty competitive armies to give you an idea of what's actually going on in the competitive scene. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, hey, man, make sure you guys go and check that out. We'll put links in our posts uh, for Worlds of War. And uh, thanks for talking to us, Adam. We appreciate you. Yeah, man. thank you very much for having me. All right. Hey, all you awesome nerds. We are here with Hunter from Parabellum Games, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what he's got going on over at his booth. So, uh, you know, Hunter, take it away there, man. Hey there, everybody. Um, yeah, I... Uh, work for the company Parabellum. We make an excellent uh, rank-and-file fantasy war game called Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings. Conquest is an evolution of, you know, an old system. Uh, Rank-and-file has been around for a long time, and our goal has been to update it, streamline it, and still keep that depth and that excitement that it used to have with your formations and, you know, really focus on giving players um, a lot of tactical flexibility uh, that... I don't feel like a lot of games currently have. Um, 
I've been playing uh, Conquest for three years. Uh, I actually got hired on because uh, I was helping them out, and uh, we're big on community. <laughs> yeah, we we hire from our players um, primarily. Uh, we try to you know give as much feedback as possible, receive as much feedback as possible. Um, you know, we have a you know, we have a Discord on our website. You can go and you can ping and harass the uh, creators if you want. Oh, that's <laughs> always fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're just a war game that wants to really do, you know. You're wanting to make it for the fans. Yes. So many war games have said that they want to do that, but we're, we're really focusing in on it. For example, um, the Old Dominion is our newest army. It just came out in April, and that was not the only option for this army. Last year, we gave the fans a vote between Old Dominion, who are undead Romans, essentially, uh, the Weaver Courts, who are our take on, like, the Wood Elves. They essentially fuse themselves with nature. Okay. And uh, the city-states, who are steampunk Greeks, is the best way I can describe steampunk it. Steampunk Greeks. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> that. I'm going to walk over there and look at those, because <laughs> I like steampunk stuff, so that's cool. Well, that's the thing. They didn't come out because we left it up to the, to the fans. They got to vote yeah. between these three. Who would be the next faction to come out? And yeah. we did six rounds of voting, and okay. the fans spoke. They wanted Old Dominion first. Oh, that's cool, though. So they released first. Uh, oh, see, but that's neat, the interaction between the fans. That whole community thing is yeah. big. Yeah, it's cool. And so you actually gave them what they wanted. Yeah, you give uh, them exactly what they wanted. That's want. a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you listening out there, yeah, folks? Yeah, everybody, everybody else. Um, but the so uh, how does the, the game function? I mean, obviously, it's, it's a miniature War game. War game. Yep. Yes, you said rank and file. So yes. educate us a little bit on on what that is. So rank and file, uh, you've se- you've seen it. You know, if you ever played Warhammer Fantasy, um, Kings of War, A uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Essentially, the miniatures are on trays, and they are all okay. yeah, they are all um, you know in a formation. The idea is you know these aren't guys just running around. They are rank and file the way historically these formations fought. Right. Yes. Um. So. Obviously, that plays a huge role in the game because it's a little uh, less freeform, a little stiffer. It requires a little more forethought than to just have guys run around and hide behind a building and stuff. You know, this is a unit moving together. So, you know, formations play a huge part of the game. Another thing is we wanted to simulate the way battles are fought. when Where you there's start, an actual command structure, and it's like, I need you to do this because oh, yes. it's part of the plan. Because <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, if you yeah. go off and, like, you know, mm-hmm. freelance here, you're going to screw up oh, yeah, everything yeah. that you're trying to or do. Or you're just going to die, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a big thing is, at the start of the game, nothing is on the table. You have nothing. Okay. Um, every unit, there's lights, mediums, and heavies. In turn one, your lights come on. Those are your scouts. At a lot of games, you know, scouting units, when everything starts on the board, it's hard to get the feel of what a scout actually is supposed to do. Um, but in our game, you know, scouts get to play more of the game. They arrive first. Then your mediums are like your mainline troops, and then your heavies are your, you know, siege engines and monsters and stuff like that that come in at the end. However, they are massively impactful. And, it, and what this does is it enables a lot of things. Uh, one, um, this ties into our deployment system, which is dynamic. So as your guys move up, they capture ground, and they capture the table. So... If your guys move halfway, halfway up the table, everything behind them, your uh, allies can come in and reinforce from the middle of the table. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It's a very tactical game. Yeah, then. yeah. 
it's all about you know securing ground, keeping up pressure, stuff like that. Hold so the line. Instead of just having a very giant model in a, in another game, another war game that just hammers everything, you've really got to do some tactics oh, yeah. in order to to achieve that. Oh yeah, and. Just, Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Our, our game uh, focuses heavily on melee, um, so you're not going to get shot off the game, uh, the table turn one. It's actually impossible. Um, so That's a good balance. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a good balance. Yeah. You're definitely going to be able to play the game. I can promise you that. I've never... And the way it works is if you are able to manipulate your opponent, quite honestly, uh, you can make one unit do the work of ten. You know, I've had games where if you bottleneck somebody... Since they're in formations, they can get trapped behind each other. And you can have they one They can't guy. advance yeah. and overrun you. You mm-hmm. can use a smaller force mm-hmm. to yeah. hold them there. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that really drew me to this where in you know other games where there's so much shooting and stuff, it doesn't really matter how you position because every, everything can just aim and shoot at you, you know, right, from 24-plus right. inches away. Yeah. That, that's cool, though, because I know Chad and I have played some stuff, and it's... He's taught me a few things, you know, like with Legion, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, i got to learn to do this. But, like, where I've played Battletech mm-hmm. back in the day, yeah. there was a lot of that where it was like, okay, I've got to figure out how to hold this guy here so I can get this guy to flank like, him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I, what I like about it is, is, is that rank and file. So now that yeah. you've explained that, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And that is a different concept versus some other um, currently popular war games. So that, and from what I've noticed, you know, because Legion isn't set up that way, 40K is not necessarily set up that way. So this is a different, if you play those other games, this is another way to play war games. Oh, yes. And, however, we know that not everyone likes rank and flank. So we actually have a secondary system. It's called First Blood. It is a different game. However, it uses, it's the same universe, same lore, same models. So our guys actually come out of their trays, and now you have a skirmish war band, a lot closer to something like Legion. Um, where That's you have your cool. so you've not got to buy separate minis or nope. anything. It's all yeah. wow. You don't have to buy separate rules. They're all free online. Oh, that's outstanding! Wow. So the, your your miniature sets they are um, they, true to the hobby. You put them together and mm-hmm. paint them and things like that. Oh, right? yes. So not pre- okay. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. And all of, yeah, all of our stuff is high quality plastic. We do everything in Europe. Um, so you know, especially our newer sculpts, you're you're getting some top of the line stuff. That's great. Now, are these um, are these resin based? Are they the hard plastic? Get to use plastic glue or what? Uh, hard plastic. So um, sort similar to uh, like 40k yes. using that type of glue and stuff, right? The only thing is, some of our characters are resin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is done uh, just because obviously you get better detail with resin. Uh, mm-hmm. However, we have a high quality, very tough resin, unlike some, some other, other yeah some other resin things I've built. Um. <laughs> right, right. I understand that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, primarily um, everything, every unit is plastic. Um, it would just be special characters and essentially cosmetic things that are resin if you don't want to deal with resin. Right. Awesome. That, that, that sounds really neat. And, I mean, it's a different take. Well, I've seen oh. some of the models before at, 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 like, at the Warp and stuff locally, and I've looked at it, and they're, they're neat. But speaking of, where can people find information about the game and where can they buy the game? So, uh, one, uh, ask your local game store. A lot of them have been picking us up. Uh, our website is parabellumgames.com. Uh, you can go there. There's a store finder there. So that, you know, oh, that's and, great. Yeah, yeah. store finder, it, se- it separates everything by, you know, distance. So you'll find your nearest place. Yeah. Wow, um, that's good. Yeah, and it's always handy to have. Yeah, and obviously you can get anything you want online there. Um, yeah, I started to say, so it, it we, we like to promote local stores. So if you can, it, but if they oh. don't have a local store, yeah. obviously 
You encourage um, them to go to the store and say, hey, would you carry yes. Conquest? Oh, yeah. But in the meantime, they can purchase from the website. Yeah, they can purchase from the website uh, around here. Uh, I know John at the Warp yep. uh, Game on Chattanooga. Okay. They just got in with us. Uh, and I've been talking with a few other stores. Uh, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people really excited. Awesome. This is a really, I mean, I'm not a big war game guy. I'm more of a D&D guy. But this sounds interesting because I like that, that whole, you know, the rank and file in like setting things up, yeah, yeah. Some well, tactic stuff, man. We appreciate you to spend some time, uh, and I know you're here representing the company, and we appreciate you taking the time and your company for allowing us to talk to you. Uh, we'll post the link um, on our episode. Uh, this is probably next week's episode, but uh, regardless, it'll be there. Yeah, so awesome. we really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you too. I appreciate the time. Hey, all you awesome nerds. We are we are here with Isaac from Loot Goblins. With a Z. With a Z. <laughs> and he's going to tell us about his shop, which, I mean, me and him have already talked, and I've got a custom project I'm wanting to get him to work on because yeah. he has got amazing stuff. So I was like, well, little tell preview. us about it, everybody. We're, we're sitting here looking at a couple real nice pieces of leather right. with some really nice stuff on it. What we got? All right. So uh, the two I have in front of us, I have one of the uh, uh, Marauders map from Harry Potter, and I have a Lord of the Rings map, which is in a bright green. And this green is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the ones you see here, the green you see here, uh, unfortunately, we can't get any more of this leather in at the moment. So uh, work fast on that one for that. But uh, I can get many other kinds of green. Um, but we make all sorts of custom different uh, play mats. If you send me basically most images... I can transfer it to uh, leather. Yeah. With a, I, I hook it up on the laser. I vector everything out. It takes me about a week if it's a uh, image I don't have. It's small images, it take me a couple hours. Uh, here at the the show, you'll hear me take an image from somebody that they sent me on an email, and I'll turn it right into a ba- bag right on the spot. It takes me about 30, 35 minutes. Nice. That that's so. it's cool. He's got some really cool stuff. Well, he said the banging it, it's, that it's, was going on was him making right. bags. <laughs> well, there. and it's it's more than just that. It, 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 he's oversimplified when he's talking about it. But <laughs> when you look at these in person, I just took a picture, so we'll post it. Um, it the, this is one is high quality material, but it, it's very it, it's what you would think of like a map in a role playing game to be. I mean, and that's it is physical and you can touch it. Mm-hmm. Right. People have. Uh, I had one guy buy one of the maps for uh, cosplay. Yeah. So uh, so he, he stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Must have heard me talking about that yesterday. <laughs> oh, was it wasn't you then? Yeah. That was, oh, oh okay. it, it was, was Wes talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, you know what? What made you get into to doing this this type of art? Because it really is. It's art. All right. So it, it it's really it's kind of funny. So my girlfriend, she was starting out there wanting to play D and I had played D and D before, so. I'm a mechanic, and I don't didn't know anything about making leather. So, but I didn't know how to put sheet metal back together. Okay. So I started off by using pull rivets to make bags. I made one for everybody. Just I just grabbed scrap from, uh, I think it was uh, you said it earlier, uh, Hobby Lobby. Yep. Just, yeah, the, just the, the little, little, little bag bags, of, yeah. yeah. Bag of scrap for eleven bucks, and I used pull rivets and I, I made bags. No, nope, that was it. And then um, since I used to work over at CM Games. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here in uh, Knoxville. Yeah, I've seen him there a bunch when my son was in there buying vintage game systems. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. yep. I remember that now. That was a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, I used to work there, and I, I brought him the bags and asked him what he thought. And he said, and they said, well, we'll throw them in the case and see what happens. So we threw them in the case, 
and uh, the bag sold. Within that was week. your bags in those cases? Yes, all the bags in all Because I those love cases. the. Those are really nice. I didn't know that was your. Okay, yeah, all awesome. That stuff, yeah. that, all that stuff We've come full circle now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, all the connections are coming together. I'm sorry, go ahead. I yeah, yeah. Know. So we started off by doing it by, uh, like, consignment. And then uh, eventually uh, I went to it with my first show. And somebody had the. Somebody, one of the people buying the bag had the bright idea. They said, hey, can't you just put this stuff on a play mat? And I was like, it didn't dawn on me at first. I'm like, I don't know. So I started trying. That, we'll see what happens I, I with fall it. In, I, I just kind of uh, accidentally fell into what is what I consider the best play mats around. Well, I mean, this this is like now this, this is buffalo leather, leather that you've got with you right uh, now. No, this is bison. This bison, is the bison. Okay. And uh, this is what they call Crazy Horse, uh, the, the one on the Marauders map. And it comes from... Uh, uh, Mexico. It's from a Native American tribe down in Mexico. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, all of our leather, we, we source it all from Tandy, so it's all locally sourced okay. in Knoxville. You're they right, get their yeah. leather from wherever they get. Um, we try our best uh, to keep all of our product as local as possible. Unfortunately, the United States doesn't make rivets. Oh, uh, yeah, so you got to go somewhere. But i got to go there. there. But other than that, I try to source everything locally in the United States. As well. That's awesome. And by game mats, you mean more than, I mean, because this is, this could be, these maps could be used for cosplay. They could also be used for decoration and stuff. But you also make mats for, like, uh, card games and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I have one specifically set up for Commander, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Flesh and Blood. I have all the, uh, the pre-mades for that um, in the system. So if you ever wanted one, um, sometimes I have them with me. Actually, I have one Yu-Gi-Oh one. With, it's on a, a really cool crackle green that's hydro dip. That leather is hydro dip. That's cool. To make to, uh, so they put it like a some sort of cellophane or something on it, and it dissolves as it goes through, and it makes it shiny but not shiny at the same time. Oh, uh-huh. cool. oh, that's neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you and you can do custom just as long as somebody gets you the file. Yep, I can. I can as long as you give me a file that's in. Like more than like four four hundred by six hundred or something like that. I can usually uh, get it to as big as a whole play mat, and I can go bigger than that too. I can uh, I have uh, Warhammer fields over there now. Mind you, they're not on one piece of leather because the point was to fold them up, yes. so they're on uh, fifteen by eleven inch panels. Oh wow! And it's a whole entire field. You can pack it up. You can put it in your backpack. You don't have That's to carry handy. around the giant tube of neoprene and. Speaking of neoprene, these are all hypoallergenic, with the exception of a few people who have allergies to some of the chemicals. But it's far less often than people who are allergic to latex, which mm. is a neoprene. And it, yeah, and this is a, a good, solid, natural material, and, and, and uh, that's it, it, it's beautiful. I mean, it's really nice. So yeah, that's a neat piece of, because it's a functional piece of art, which is what I think is really cool. Well, I mean, you could this this map of Middle Earth, you could you could frame it. And hang it on the wall. Yeah. A lot of people do. Lot you know, because it's just, it's that good. It's that crisp. This is one of those things where I think I would, it, I would want to frame it, but. Um, you don't have glass on it. But no glass. Yeah. You've yeah. got it, you got it like yeah. in a frame. You want like, to touch it. Like what Bilbo yeah. had yes. in, you in the be, Hobbit. Where you want to be able to touch it. like looking at his maps and, you know, he's like, and it was maps that he'd carried. That's what I would do with something like yeah, this. Because you want to touch it. You want to go to the wall and, and touch and it. And feel it. And it's leather, so. Oh, yeah. It's going to last. But it's beautiful. Yeah. So what is your what is your most popular item that you've come in? Uh, my most popular is the Lord of the Rings playmat. Is it? Yeah. By by a large margin, um, I got the vector in my opinion perfect. And so what I've gone beyond it's you're not going to have it's not like I'm just pumping them out. You're going to get a, a Lord of the Rings like if you want the Lord of the Rings map, every single one of them, even if I put it on the exact same leather, is going to be different. 
Because the leather, the leather itself, is going to be right? different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cows don't grow uniformly. And right. not only that, sometimes I take a, a wheel, like a, a Dremel, yeah. with a piece of wood on the end and of it. And kind of weather it and, a little and bit. And I weather it, or I uh, I add other sealers like to it. Like burnish to the edges yeah. and stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly we saw it. the one yesterday that had a, the a, holes the in it. hole in it, yep. which I think is awesome. I mean, that oh. would be the one I'd want because it looks, I mean, it's natural from, from something with the cow, I guess, right? Uh, more but, than likely a barbed wire fence. Yeah, something like that. But the fact that it's in there and in the pattern makes it look like that's a worn piece. Like that's been on an adventure and something has either punched a hole or burned a hole on it. I, I like that aspect of it. Of course, I like things with patina and stuff like that, too. So, yeah, I, yeah, I dig that. That's super, super yeah. cool. And, but we also have real clean stuff, too. If you want something, like I want something that looks bright, Pristine, shiny, and new, and yeah. I, I can do that, too. Um, I also do hand-dyed stuff. Price goes up a little bit, but I airbrush-dye these things. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, the, I have a Lord of the Rings with the... It, it almost looks like it's glowing off the... Ooh, off I the bet mat. that's cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's beautiful. So the maps are the number one seller that you got right now. They, they are. But you make bags, like dice bags and I, things like that as well, too. I make well dice too. bags. Uh, I make... So at the show, we, we have dice bags. Um, Normally, I also have uh, I also have a DM shield which I hand dye and they oh, fold up wow. to eight by eleven. Ooh, they, they, they'll fit right inside your binder, the side of your binder. Like if you have a binder with all your paperwork and stuff, yeah, it'll slide right in the, the little pocket right on the side of your three ring binder, and you're never gonna hurt it. It's gonna be solid for yeah, it's that's gonna be solid. cool. Because it, it, it's uh, perfectly I made it perfectly eight by eleven and it folds up just like that. Um, but I also do uh, dice trays, deck boxes for both uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic sizes, so the small and the big. Right. Um, we we have uh, what else do we have? I have mat tubes. I don't do those very often. They are very difficult, which in turn makes them a little more expensive. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get what you pay for in in, in the effort. I mean, well, you're, buying a, you're, you're buying a item, you're, yeah. you're buying a piece of art that's handcrafted. So yeah. you should expect that. Yeah, and anything you buy from me will 100% be lifetime guaranteed. Yep, that's awesome. So, it, it, and I go above and beyond. So, even if uh, something chews off the corner of your mat, like, it gets tore up, and that part's damaged that wasn't my fault, I'll still replace the mat, and all you're going to pay for is the part that's messed up. Yep. Because I, it's still leather, and I can just turn it into a bag or a backpack or oh, whatever yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah, so, just yeah, send yeah. it back to you and, and... They send it back to me. I recycle it back yeah. into the to making it into something else. So, you can make a, a, a Lord of the Rings Middle Earth map dice bag. Yeah, exactly. Or um, I, I've done a. I actually did that with a backpack. That's why I brought it up. So yeah, I had to. Uh, some somebody had theirs caught in a door, like they the, they were showing it to somebody in the door. Like they were. I, I don't know. He explained it that the door shut on it and it uh, tore the the corner off. Okay. So I took and I rounded the other side, and I made it into the front flap of a backpack. And then I made it back, and then I used more leather, and then and I made, made the back, rest of the backpack. Rest of the backpack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I bet that's cool as all get out, man. Yeah, that was. You know, it sold at our uh, at our second show, um, and they, were, they actually accidentally turned into a bidding war. It was. It was. So you had a couple people wanting it. And I had a couple people wanting it, and uh, so one guy bought it. And what I mean by bidding war, it wasn't on my end. I don't change my prices depending on person. One guy bought it. Another guy came over and bought it from him. Oh, wow. oh really? Yeah, he, he, he added another hundred on and bought it from the guy. Oh wow! Because he wanted it that badly. Well, that's got to make you feel good that you, that something that you didn't created, they liked it that much. Exactly. You know, and, to, and that that means more to both me and Bex, who both we do all it. She does earrings, keychains. She does all. She's not. It's not a, just a one man show. Yeah. She's in here too, and uh, I, I might do the the heavy lifting on the hitting stuff with hammers, but she's right there with me. She's painting stuff. 
She's got her therapy, and you've got yours. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's a great job. I could sit down in the basement all day and play with lasers and hit things with hammers. I mean, I, I mean, I mean you can't beat that. <laughs> you can't go so, wrong. I mean, <laughs> so are you are you developing any kind of new products? You got anything coming up? Um, we like I said, we just did the um, the game the game mats for uh, Warhammer. Okay. Um, but they're also uh, sketched out for D and D. They're hashed out, so they have the the movement blocks for D and D as well. And they also and they also work for Kill Team without vertical right. uh, elevation elevation yeah. on it, and you can still use it that way. Um, the, other than that, in in the work, I don't have anything else coming down the pipeline right now that I that I've thought of. But one thing I do love is I always give a discount to somebody who comes up with an idea that I haven't thought of. Yeah. So if you, you're like, hey, I want this thing. Nobody makes it, or nobody makes it the way I want it. And if I've never made it, I'm going to reduce the price because now I'm going to learn how to make this thing. You're going to pay me for just the, straight up just the material. The material. Yeah. And then uh, we're, I'm going to get it to you. It may not be perfect because it's the first time I'm doing it. Right. But you're going to get a discount on it. I'm going to learn how to do it, and then I get to give more products to people. Yeah. No, that's that. That's great. Well, because just like everybody we've talked to today and any time others, is you're taking a hobby, something that you like, and and putting it into your work so that other people can enjoy their hobby, exactly. which is exactly it, it. It's the best model. It's, I think. It's it that really whole community is. thing. I mean, the whole gaming. Yeah. Yeah. It, whatever you want to, whatever community you need, if you can give back to it and help make it better. Yeah. Because like. I know we've talked to other people, and it's like, well, we don't have this. I need this. So I made it. <laughs> and then somebody else saw it, and they're like, well, I, I, like I need that. that. I yeah. like it. You know? So and, I'm going so so to make for all of you guys. So tell us uh, or tell our listeners where they can find you uh, uh, and, and your products. All right. Uh, so on Etsy, um, the probably the fastest way usually people find us is just by searching up leather playmats. We're usually the second pick on there. Um, it's Loot Goblins with a Z everywhere else, and it's – Luke Goblins won on Etsy. Okay. okay. So um, other than that, uh, you'll find us everywhere but Twitter. I, did. I don't blame you. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. It, 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 it's, it's just not popular anymore. Yeah, but, exactly. but you're on Facebook and Instagram as well? Face, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, okay. We do uh, D&D 40K on Sundays okay. where I live stream and torture people online for your enjoyment <laughs> that sounds wonderful <laughs> we torture people weekly at, at on fridays when we yeah, record they, our show and they have to and for some reason people listen i don't like know why it. <laughs> but okay man thanks we, we will we're definitely going to get we'll put all your your uh, information out there and uh hopefully you know listeners go and check out his stuff because i'm warning you if you go if you, really good I, stuff i'm warning you if you go and you look at it you're going to make a purchase. So <laughs> maybe wait till payday and then go look at his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so loot goblins with a Z. Yes. Thank you, buddy. Yep, absolutely. Thank you guys very much. Hey, all you awesome nerds. We are we're day three. Yes. Rocky Top Game Con. And, and when we, we say that, the, th- the segments might be a little mixed up, but, uh, but we're here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're with RK Post. And uh, your name is... My name is R.K. Post. R.K. Post. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't. I, I, I thought that might be a holy moly. No. All right, I've started well, out you early. Today. Dropped the ball already. Yeah, <laughs> you're super familiar What's in that with that coffee. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew I knew the the business. I thought maybe that maybe that you. No, it's you, me. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. that makes it really simple, yeah. then, doesn't it? Uh, pretty much. All right, Post. <laughs> yeah. But tell us about the the artwork that you do because it's really cool. And and I want to mention that you donated a really nice um, metal card here yeah. for the uh, scavenger hunt here at the event, which we, it was very kind of you, and we really appreciate. 
donate and on behalf mm-hmm. of the uh, of the con itself we appreciate you donating that so tell us about the work that you do it's really awesome uh well i'm an illustrator been so for almost uh, getting close to 30 years now um and i've done stuff for games movies books novels comics stuff uh, randomly over the years, I uh, worked on video games for like 10 years, but uh, I'm probably best known for uh, doing art for Magic the Gathering. Awesome. And that's been about 24 years. Wow, that's so <laughs> cool. That's so cool. So you were, you were in pretty much when it started. No, I'm five years in. Oh, five years in. No, okay. yeah, I'm not. Okay, when you said when you said that, I was thinking like was twenty-four. Like, years, no, it's almost thirty years old now. Okay, I didn't realize that it was thirty years old. I, w- I wasn't thinking it was that ninety-three. Old. Was it ninety-three? Yeah, <clears throat> you wow. know, and, and that's really exciting for us because I, I didn't put two and two together that that was your artwork. But we had talked about that mm. because we we've been Dungeons and Dragons dudes for you know thirty years, right? Well, I got something about that too. Right? Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> hold on to that because I want to hear All about right. that. But <clears throat> Wes in particular has loved the art of Magic the Gathering yes. cards because. When we started, well, when we appreciate it, right? Yeah. Well, when we started playing uh, the artwork for D and D, there just wasn't that much, mm-hmm. so we were able to get some of that from Magic the Gathering because that art was is very similar to the same mystique of it all. So that's okay. so cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, my my D and D stuff. You ready yeah, for this? I, yeah, I, I might be. Lay it on me. I was the last uh, staff artist hired by TSR. Are you kidding? Really? So I worked on Lake Geneva. Yeah, I was the. Gee, good grief. We've got a freaking legend. Yes. I had no idea. So I worked with Jeff Easley, Ty Lockwood. And oh, what? Worked with Fred Fields and Brom. And I was thinking, did you work with Brom? Yeah. Well, uh, sort of. Sort of. So um, Wizards of the Coast came along. They bought TSR. And um, a few of us stayed behind. We worked in the office. But at that time, they rehired Fred Fields and, and Brom. And um, Brom really didn't start. He, he didn't, like, come in and work in the office. So when we moved out west uh, towards Seattle, he worked at home. But I, I knew him from before, and right. he would come in every so often, and we hang out and stuff like that. But, yeah. But, well, That's I mean, amazing. Just, you know, like, you're talking about, like, Larry and stuff. Like, some of those pictures, I mean, instantly pop in my head, and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, see, I was cow, after you... Larry, but, I, you know, I met Larry later Yeah, on but still, like I mean, yeah. you worked with <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, uh, like Jeff I'm like, e- Jeff Easley was there. I might wow. have a story or two, but yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I mean, and folks, if, if you're not familiar with, with the artists that we're talking about from, from TSR, you know, doing all the Dungeons and Dragons, you need to go check their work out because he's amazing. Yeah. Easley was one of the four horsemen. Yes. So yeah, Parkinson, Caldwell, Elmore, and oh. yeah. So you were, you were at TSR prior to uh, to Magic? Yeah. Okay. And what, did, what work did you do at TSR? Uh, so my first freelance job was actually for TSR. So, um, oh God, I don't even want to mention the product. It was, you did some illustrations. Did some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an illustrator. So, um, uh, I did a lot of freelance work for him. I did freelance for other games. And then in 96, I became a staff guy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Then I just kind of follow the weird path. We, we've I got gar- books that I have his work in you, it. We <laughs> Probably. Have, we have looked at your work in the middle of the night. Get guaranteed because that was when we were the first time hot and heavy playing well, the game. When we were, it was about that time. Yeah. You know, especially like because we started like 90, 91, and then really from yep. 93 to like 98, yep. you know, was kind of like our the now, glory days. Man. 
That's and so, so cool. we've yeah yeah we found no a idea. Your I had no idea something. you worked for them, dude. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm I'm set. I'm fanboying over here. I'm set I, about. I'm like speechless. I'm like I don't know what to ask him because like he's gonna be stupid I, at this one because I'm like I don't I've, know. I've heard everything. But well, um, was it fun? Was it? Well, I oh mean, no, it was great. And I was like the oddball guy. So I did. <laughs> so I wasn't Forgotten Realms and Dragon. Actually, uh, well, I got something for you. So the Dragonlance logo. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I did it. Holy smoke! I, I painted uh, it. <laughs> it was awful. You gotta be kidding me! Oh, with wow. the dragon on it, and the, yeah, I painted that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Wes is dead over there. I'm like, you just yeah. killed him. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. we all read those books. And, hey, you know, we hey, played yeah. D and Perfect it, Pat Peebly, one of our one of our buddies. He's listening. He's a gigantic Dragonlance fan, yes. so he's gonna die over that. So that's so cool, man. Yep, yep. Yeah, we, that old school. TSR stuff. I mean, I love the new stuff too, but there was just something about it. And maybe it's the nostalgia of it because that's what yeah. we started on. This there is was just something special. Second edition yes, stuff. yes. <laughs> that's where we started. There was something <laughs> special about that. I still got my AD&D player's handbook. I, 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 I do I, too. I, I've I, got all that I stuff. I love that yeah. stuff. And so tell us about Magic, your mm. work that you did with Magic. So um, when Wizards of the Coast came in, they bought TSR. I moved out west. And just before that time, I contacted the art director and said, hey, I want to do some Magic art. Um, I had approached them at a Gen Con like a year or two before. I brought a portfolio. It was awful, and I'm <laughs> sure they pitched it. I, I don't know for sure, but um, no, I had finally had a chance to do some magic work, and I did. So um, I got in around 98, 99, and been doing it ever since. Wow. Well, then I've been fortunate enough to actually get some pretty decent cards over the years, so... That's really cool. Yeah. Now, when you're doing when you're doing work for Magic, you're doing a card itself. Mm. Uh, h- how does that process work? So they're mm. like they're like, hey man, we want you to do, do. Is it like this character card or this power card or what? I mean, is that how they come at you with it, or or, yeah. or are they like you just come up with a design and we're going to adapt it around it? Well, over the years, I mean, you you. So there's a look and feel to every set, right? And you'll generally get a style guide for it, and you'll you'll see how everything is kind of mapped out, how everything looks. Um, and you sort of follow that as a guideline. But then you also get, like, a specific art description. Like, they want this kind of character doing this with this in this setting. And, and you go from there. You submit a sketch. It's good. Or you change a few things. And then you go to your final painting and submit that. And it goes through another review process. That's pretty good. So pretty much they're telling you what their idea of what this card's going to yeah, do. Yeah, And then you're, you're coming up with it out of your mess. Yeah, that's... that's Again, anytime we talk to artists, I, it, it's something that I'm not. I, can I can't talk. draw. I can't draw <laughs> stick figures. You know, so I, I'm I, like, I can I'm, talk. That's that's why I'm yeah, I am so in cool. awe because you know I can see these things in my head. I can't translate it, and you'd be walking by, and you're like, "Holy cow! That's what I you know how yeah. I envisioned it." And so it's it's all practice, dude. Well, well you, you got to have some ability. Well, yeah. Well, you have to have the ability to stick with it and yeah. work things out in your head. And right. if you don't have that ability, then yeah. Probably not. Like another, an instrument. Qu- another question for you, since you're a uh, an illustrator, did you design any of your ink yourself? None. No, you nope. Let an ar- another artist do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't draw a straight line, no. but but I did. I, you know, I, I told her, I'm like, you're the artist. This is kind of what I want. No, so. no uh, <laughs> these are all on the spot. It's, it's pretty much a travelogue. So I have like 20 tattoos, and they're all skulls. Yeah. And they're all places. That's awesome. I love it when they have the, meaning. they got to have some yeah. meaning to you, yeah. And um, I would just make an appointment, say, I want a skull. They draw it up, and then just do it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So back to Magic real quick. Um, you know, they got the new sets with Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. Did you get an opportunity to work in any of that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just kind of curious because with, with your work with, with yeah, D&D before, no, I, like just, I just kind of thought. I, I really didn't do any Forgotten Realms stuff. Oh, that it is no. all Forgotten Realms, isn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah. No. It, it was uh, Core and um, 
I did a lot of Planescape. Okay. That was kind of my bad. Yeah, 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 Planescape. Yeah, yeah. We've got those books. (laughs) That that is coming back. It is. They're re-releasing Planescape, yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got to look at that make sure none of your stuff's in there. (laughs) I did a Dungeon Magazine with uh, Lady of Pain on it. Oh, I love Dungeon. We may have had that one. Probably. (laughs) I love Dungeon Magazine and Dragon Magazine. I had a subscription to it until it. Until it ended its its print, those were so awesome. Couldn't yeah, wait to get that in the magazine. Well, we would, um, we actually ran some of the adventures out of that it, were yeah. out of the magazine. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we've probably used some of your artwork in our games. That's I've, I've done ridiculous. a few dungeon pieces, but yeah, I've done a few dragon covers and uh, a bunch of dragon interiors. That's awesome. So we're t- we're talking about you know your previous job, mm. what that is now. What is your solo stuff that you like? The things that you're selling here at the sh- it's show today. What, oh. what, what what kind of art is that? So I make gaming accessories. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Imagine uh, that with your background, right? Yeah, most of it, I guess, would be, you know, TCG sort of centered, you know, like play mats and play mat sleeves. But then we also have tokens, which are a little more magic centered, like what I'm holding here, this metal mech titan. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but I, there's also like art prints and stuff like that. So stuff I've done over the years. Right. There's magic, but there's also other random odds and ends so they can come get a piece of um of your artwork and use it in their game and things like that pretty much awesome yeah <clears throat> other than at this show because this mm. that our episode will air after the show so other than at this show where can they find these items <laughs> well you can go to rkpost.net find everything and a lot more so like the the paper tokens i have about a thousand different paper tokens and wow. i got new ones in production now i cut back on how many i make because i'm running out of space but when something new comes up like uh, Baldur's Gate. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I'm making tokens for that. I love Baldur's so, Gate. So, uh, I think uh, Elminster makes a fairy dragon. So, I have that token coming. I, in oh, fact, I think oh, it oh, just oh. got delivered to, to my house. So, <laughs> it'll go up on the website like Monday or something. That that's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's it's just wild because I, I'm literally at a loss for words because I know I've seen your stuff and I'm just like. I didn't put two. And, I did not put two and two together. When 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 people are just like, you need to go talk to RK Post. I'm like, man, I know that name. I know That's where do why. I know where do I know that name? And then I look like a dadgum fool by going, what's your what's your name? And he's like, RK Post. It's, like, not, okay. it's, okay. it's not the first time thanks, he's done it. Will yeah. be the last. Thanks for punching me in the throat, sir. I appreciate well, that. No, honestly, I don't expect anybody to know anything. And when they do, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Well, I did yeah. recognize the name, but I'm like, where? where no, I, I don't. No, I really I don't did. have that air. Like. You don't know who I am. Well, no, I, I, no, but I mean, I did know it, and I couldn't put. I just couldn't put it together. Yeah. But it, he's got some some wicked cool art, and, and Wes and I are floored. So the only thing we can do to try to get him back down to our level is to subject him to the nerdy old man rapid fire question session. Oh, yes, yeah. it's it's not that ambush bad, time. I promise. Especially for a, a legend like this guy, we're not going to hurt him. We're not, we're not going to hurt him bad today. It is Sunday morning, <laughs> yeah, and we will take it easy on you, except for the one. There's vitally one really most hard in, question. That, world that, changing questions, yeah. as a matter of oh, fact, okay. and, and and some guys that are and, and ladies that we have on the show that, that we really really like, we, we subject them to this. And all it is, we're going to ask you just four or five little questions, and it's okay. the first answer that comes to your head. Okay, okay. it doesn't all have right. to be serious. It doesn't have to be just. It's just fun. I, I will okay. go. I, I'll go. First I'll let you go time. first. Okay. Since, okay. since you're in our in our minds a D and D legend, so we're going to say. If you were a D&D character, what would your alignment be? Dang it, you stole my question, Chad. I did, I did steal it. Dang. I knew you were going to that. I'm going to go neutral evil. 
Neutral. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. It's <laughs> <That is> awesome. <laughs> we'll keep it at that. We'll I keep could it. be your friend, but I'll probably mess you over. It may yeah. not be. I may take your stuff, but <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, kind of like is you. Mine. What's mine is mine. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was fixing to say, well, we've got you as alignment, but what character class are you playing? I well, got, shoot, I probably have to go like Rogue or something. I, I don't know. Got, I kind of yeah. figured that's what it was going to be. Yeah, Russ is currently playing a rogue in the thing I'm DMing, and he's the most annoying SOB I've ever dealt with in my life. That's what you wanted. Well, it you is true. To, you it said is play true. your character the it way is. it's supposed to be played. It okay. Okay. <laughs> now, and, and, and our listeners like these questions that we always do, but this mm. is one of my favorites. You, sir, are on a four-hour car ride. Your radio does not function. Mm. There is no cell phone signal. Mm. You must have a superhero <laughs> or supervillain riding shotgun with you. Mm. Who's going on the road trip with you? Damn. <laughs> I would say Batman, but he's not going to say much. No, he's just going to sit there. Sit there. <laughs> brood. He's going to brood. Uh, Although Batman could like, I'm calling the Batjet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there Batman. you go. Yeah, he's like he's like a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're he's going to buy style. lunch anyway. Yeah, right? okay, it's fine. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, like, Batman's <laughs> buying lunch. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. We'll sit there for 30 minutes in my truck, and then yeah. we'll go, screw this. <laughs> Let's give him a couple more. Oh, okay. If you if you could pick a weapon, any weapon from science fiction, fantasy, mm. legend, whatever it may be, what are you going into battle with? Oh, I'm going with like a a, a BFS, a big friggin' sword. Uh, <laughs> you can't go wrong. Yeah. Cr- crush them uh, all. You don't need to reload it. Yeah, and <laughs> just keep swinging. Yeah, like in the zombie apocalypse, you're getting something sharp. I'm going with a big sword. There you go. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, Real controversial one will be oh. my last one. Oh God! Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. There, yeah. There, there's no, yeah. there's no answer. I like both. Yeah, but I do. We too. all like both. I, I like both, but you know, what? but there is one I on a different level watch than the other. Absolutely, know, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, anyway, all right, now I'm not going to say anything. We, 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 oh God, my hey, Facebook is saying enough. We're, oh, <laughs> we're not going to do a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not doing that. We're not. Bring, bring us home with the okay, toughest. Now, I, I apologize in advance for this if it causes you any grief later on online. We have been threatened. Okay. We have been with threatened with this question. For this question. Uh, okay. Does pineapple go on a pizza? Yes. <laughs> that is the correct answer, sir. I, I have a wine like every so often. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We have. We have I'd had some. If I said no. Uh, some friends up in the New uh, Yorkers in particular yeah, uh, that. Have okay. very strong opinions about that. And <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest. Hamburger goes on pizza. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I'll oh, do about uh, Taco pizza. Taco exists. pizza. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's a local place just north of here, Charlie's Pizza in, in Carroll, that we. Yeah. It was a staple, man, and they got great taco yeah, no, pizza. I, I, I grew up rural. No. You, yeah. You get, you That's you the go, best place. You go down to wall, Happy man. Joe's and you get your taco pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hole in the wall pizza place. Hole in the wall Mexican <laughs> place. Those are the best foods ever. Exactly. Right? Much. Yep. So. Give us the website again where people can find your stuff. RKPost.net. Gosh. Uh, or, you know what, just Google my name. It'll pop right up. RKPost. Seeing how Chad knows who he is yeah. now, he'll, he'll Shut go. Up, dude. Dude, <laughs> I, 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 I'm set back for the rest of the day now. Because now I, like it. It. I love it, though, because I get to aggravate him about that yeah. all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, Chad's a big D&D fan. See, every once in a while I'll do interviews, and they're prepared, and then I have to kind of think about the answers. I kind of like it a little bit cold. Yeah, we're yeah. just we're just rolling with no. it. If you listen to us, man, this is how we are. We're just kind of we, we, two old dudes entire, talking about hold on, stuff. Yeah, there's a lady coming up. And then, <laughs> no, honestly, this this so whole podcast, well, <laughs> this whole podcast started with just a group of friends that play D and D, and we're not the the serious role players. You know, we're we're hanging out with our buddies. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what it's supposed to be, but we would do something funny, stupid, say something funny, stupid, and it was like, we need to record this. And so we this, have a friend like that, too. This yeah, is what it turned into from. being. Yeah. <laughs> well, buddy, we really appreciate you taking the time this morning yeah, away from your booth before everything opens up. And everybody, obviously, go check his stuff out because I guarantee you've seen it before. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. There, there is no way I'm going to be able to pronounce your last name correctly. It's okay. So <laughs> you would give us a run through so we can try. All right, my name is Grace Pilo Pais. Okay, Pilo Pais. 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 And you are here representing Table War Charities. Table War Charities. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely, Table War Charities. Um, tries to promote a booth at various different cons for autism advocacy. And what it does is Table War Charities is a charitable foundation whose primary focus is on the charitable fundraising for improving the lives of children and adults with um, autism disorders, uh, and they're on the Autistic Spectrum Disorders, or ASD. And so this foundation has a specific goal to fund and or provide educational advocacy for students with ASD. Um, And so talking about autism advocacy itself, uh, advocacy is most simply the act of pleading for or supporting or recommending. Uh, In context of Table War Charities, they have a goal to provide autism advocates, uh, which is a professional position, uh, to aid families with students who are on the autistic spectrum through direct advocacy between students with parents' consent uh, and the student's school. And so the advocate is going to ensure that the child's needs are fully addressed and supported by the schools while consoling the parents or counseling the parents on what uh, to expect and, most importantly, where they fall short. Uh, that's that's great stuff. That's awesome stuff. How did we, you get involved in, in, in helping them out? I told Stephen, who is running this convention, hey, I want to volunteer. Just put me where you need me. And he said, awesome, cool. I'm going to put you uh, with the autism advocacy. And I'm like, this is awesome. Well, and from your description of the organization, it kind of fits you because you're a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I am a local teacher, and I also have several friends slash students on the autistic spectrum. Um, and so to be able to volunteer and support an organization like this was an absolutely wonderful opportunity for me. That, that's awesome, because I know we we like to uh, to help out. Uh, I know I do a lot of cosplay stuff, you know, mm-hmm. doing volunteer work. And honestly, we get more out of it than, like, the kids that we help. So it's probably going to be the same with yeah, you on absolutely. this. Um, I know we were talking earlier, and she just kind of lit up about it. And, yeah. And I know we got to plug her ribbons that she was making. Yep, yep, for the donations. For the, yeah, for the donations. So um, I know this is going to come out after the fact, but where can – if someone wanted to make a donation where or, or find out more information about Table War Charities and yeah, if you just advocacy. go to TableWarCharities.org, uh, they have a lot more information on their website and haven't checked it out myself, but more than likely they're going to have a spot where you can click donate or maybe they have upcoming events that they will be at to sponsor. And so you can look at maybe going to one of those events. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. So what, how did, uh, you're a war gamer too, though, right? A little bit, a little yes. Bit, yeah. I, I'm working on getting into the hobby. Yes. Yeah. So what what do you play now? Because I, I see you over there building build miniatures now. Yeah. So, so Age of Sigmar um, is what I'm trying to get into. Uh, my husband does Warhammer Forty Thousand, and sci-fi is nice. I respect it. I think it's amazing, but I could not get into it the same way he did. And then they came out with Age of Sigmar, and I held off for the longest time. I'm like, these models are gorgeous, but by golly, this is an expensive hobby. Husband's already doing. 
doing it. I don't need to get involved. And then they finally came out with the Lumineth Realm Lords. And I'm like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> and that was, if you will, that was my gateway into the plastic crack that is Age of Sigmar. Uh, and so, I, like I mentioned, I love all of them. And so the ones that I'm currently building today is I'm building the Fire Slayers. Um, and that was a part of the uh, Fury of the Deep where it's the Fire Slayers against the Ideneth Deepkin. My husband has already built the Ideneth side, so I'm like, well, dang, I gotta work on something. Yeah, you got a house at war then, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's pretty good stuff. We like that. That's that's yeah. awesome that you that you, you you know you're crossing those those things together. Something that you care about and something that you have fun with. Absolutely. So you're coming here and, and being able to do like that. So uh, again, the website for the website is TableWarCharities.org. TableWarCharities.org. So. Uh, nerdy old men podcast family go and check that out and uh, see if you can volunteer volunteer money to assist help in that because yeah. that, that's an important thing and plus we all love when geeks slash nerds do something good for the community and and, and i think we're a pretty, pretty powerful force to do that and this would be a good way to do that so Absolutely. grace thank you so much for uh talking for with us and thank me. you for not pulling out the teacher voice i've already been scolded once today <laughs> from a guest and and i would rather not have that happen again so <laughs> thank you so much thank you guys y'all have a great yeah, day you too. hey all you awesome nerds we are here with amy Gam- gambrell from Scarab, and she's going to talk about her organization a little bit here on the show today. So thanks for taking time. Oh, no problem. Um, We have, um, well, I'm with Scarab, and we've been here around South Carolina for since 2011. Um, Okay. So we're a very established convention, if you would like to say that. Um, It is primarily owned by women. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So we props to the ladies. Yes. We have one male on our ownership board. That would be my husband, I was, and I tell him what to do. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, say, he doesn't get a say. <laughs> um, he just directs yes, and ma'am. delegates. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's, so, that's his job. Yeah. Yep. So we have um, may, our main members. We have um, like five or six of us who are women, and we all run the registration, the vendor, the cosplay, the um, kids track, all that stuff um, on there. And then we have um, our Mark Maynard, who runs our D&D and um, Pathfinder. Okay. Um, He does the organized gameplay. And then we have um, Mary and Clay, who run our non, you know, our non RPG, the right, all that stuff. The other and then games, we have yeah. our yeah, and then we have our board game library. We have six cabinets full of oh, wow. board games. So they're like six foot tall. They're taller than I am, which is not hard. But they're um, <laughs> they're taller than me and all full of games. And we do um, play to win tournaments all weekend. Um, and we hand out tickets, and we do drawings about three times a day. Oh, wow, okay. And um, we have separate drawings for RPGs, separate drawings for uh, board gaming, um, separate drawings for kids, so all the prizes Everybody's are, got a chance of winning. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, and all the prizes are dedicated for that particular thing. That's neat. That's a, that's a good way of doing it. And Is we, this a yearly show? It's a yearly show, okay. and we travel all over the place. We're going to Origins in two weeks um, oh, okay, right. to go and schmooze and oh, talk to our yeah talk to our sponsors and ask them to 
you know, continue their sponsorship. Um, That's great. So we've, we've been doing this for, yeah, since 2011. That's, uh, you said a little while. That's not a little while. That's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> My kids were little, little when we started, and now I have a 22-year-old and a 15-year-old. So. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. No, that's great. That's really neat. We love to see, um, or I personally, we because we're gamers, but we love to see conventions or, 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 or setups like this one here today at Rocktop Game Con as well as yours mm-hmm. that are focused on gaming. Yeah, it's, it's all gaming. Um, we do the minis. We have a mini strike. Um, and we're trying to get a tournament going, you know, a, a regional um, going with that. We've got another uh, person that we've just brought on board that um, will be running that track for us. Um, and then we do, you know, a lot of unpub gaming, too. We we enjoy the unpub stuff, too. Oh, yeah. So. Like, yeah. And the, the Pharaoh's Challenge is an um, un, unpub game where we have a guy who figures out what game system he's going to run and then he hands it out to GMs and the GMs get to win the prizes instead ah. of the instead of the players. Oh, the way around. Yeah. players that win. Fun, so yeah. the GMs get to keep all of they we get donations like maps and you know all kinds of goodies for them to use in their uh, they okay, have like 30 minutes to create super, a That's super fun. So your, your next one is January 13th through 16th mm-hmm. of 23. Yes. And, it's in, and that's in Columbia. It's in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So you travel around and promote the show. Yes. But it's always in Columbia. Yes, it's always in Columbia. Okay. Yeah. And you said this is a, well, I get 99% female-owned uh, yes. endeavor. Yeah. How, how did that come about? Well. Because that's interesting. We, okay, my husband got me into gaming. Yes. Right. Probably um, his greatest achievement. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I think our biggest argument was I told him at one point that our children had never game, and I think that was our biggest argument oh, no. uh, before we got married. <laughs> and so he brought me into gaming, and then um, we were all friends in college, and we just kind of started this convention. Yeah. And we had been with another convention for a while and while we were in college and working with them. So we kind of knew the ropes anyway. And so we were just like, uh, let's just start our own and see. Now, do we make any money at it? No. Um, are we, do we enjoy it? Absolutely. It's, it's our hobby. That's what we do. Yeah. That's like our show here is pretty much our hobby. We're starting to get some sponsors, which may cover the cost, but I get it though, but it's more fun than anything else. Plus you're giving, well, you're giving an opportunities for people to come in and do things. Mm -hmm. And especially post pandemic, I think that's really important. Yeah. And, um, we do also have our own podcast called Swarmcast Podcast. Okay, cool. All right. Um, and all the, uh places to get podcasts is that uh, where you bean, find it bean pod okay. bean pod okay yeah. awesome, awesome. um and we um john manus is our podcaster he and what we do is we just preview our sponsors games and advertise for them on our show on that's, awesome. that's cool <clears throat> that's that's really that's that's neat right there i love that uh, that's something that we try to do too especially when you come over it's like hey i got this show let's talk about it because i, I think that cross promotion that that, that helping the helping the people because you have these big publishers that produce the big things right mm-hmm. so they got all the back end in the world right but if you can let somebody know about you know, this guy or this girl that's coming up with this great idea, I think that's well worthwhile. Yeah. If and you so use your platform. We do the we do the big big games and we advertise for our smaller sponsors too. Yeah, that's, so we, that's well, that, really that grassroots sponsorship means so much. 
I mean, because we were talking yeah. yesterday, and I was like, oh, I'd love to have you on, mm-hmm. and I'm glad we had you know some time to get you today. But it, it's neat to see what you're doing. And that's why we started the convention. We wanted our unpubs and our original... The little guy. The little guy who, you know, may not have the money to promote, but, hey, we can give you a free table. You can come demo your game all weekend. That's awesome. And, you know, play and all that stuff. And so... We need to look into this, maybe take a trip over there. Hey, road trips. Yeah, it's only four hours. It's not a bad drive at all. Oh, no, that's easy peasy for that. Yeah. No, that's that's a great endeavor, and we we really think it's, it's awesome when people step out and just charge after something that that's well uh, you, you know, found something that you nuts. wanted to do so cool. and you're doing it mm-hmm. and that's just you know big brass ones to you well i mean, I mean we we just gutsy. we've been uh, like our ven- our vendor girl who handles all of our vendors she was a vendor for cons yeah. so okay. she handles all of that for us she knows she knows what to do what and to how, do and how to make it happen how to make it happen how to explain it and you know we've got a promoter who um, was in that business, and so she is able to promote. And you know, when you get old, you make contacts with people who could do. We things. are the nerdy old men yeah. podcast. Right, right. <laughs> I think she's trying to tell us something. Well, there. I'm well aware I, that my niece told me that. I'm on your age level, I'm sure. <laughs> So it sounds like you picked a good team. Yeah. To, to yeah, do that. We've, She's clearly picked a good team. For we've known her. we've known these folks for twenty something yeah. years. So She's in the same boat we're in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but she's clearly picked a good team for her con. Right. But can she pick the right answers in the nerdy old man rapid oh my fire goodness. question session? Oh probably not. Ambush time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's simple. It's Please. about that well. <laughs> it's it's going to be about uh, about uh, three simple questions, one really hard one. Okay. But we we take the people that we really like and subject them to this. It's okay. kind of our, our our way to show. Well, if you don't pick on your friends, you know you don't. Yes. Uh, you don't <clears throat> like and, them. And I'll, I'll begin. And we didn't even ask you what uh, what type of, of gaming that you like, but I bet you that you're you're a, a, at least moderately intelligent about all of them. So we're going to throw this one at you. Uh, if you were a D and D character, what alignment would you be? Hmm. Or I would be an archer. You could be an archer thing, but okay. So uh, yeah, a class, an archer. Yes, I I think that'd be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. As far as the 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 gods and the all that stuff, I'm you know I kind of I don't play much D and D. No, but you already know what you. But I know what I would do. My it would be an archer or a thief. There you go. Those are my two. Or or a combination of the two. Or a thief that uses a bow. Right, and I I played one of my best characters that I played was a troll archer in Earthstone. That's hey, that's, monsters. That's, that's, that's that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. My yeah. husband and I played a troll archer. All right, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead. Okay, you get to you get to be in any science fiction, fantasy, whatever your genre is. You get to be a character in that. What are you going with? Um, I would be in a Shadowrun, and I would be a, um, a elf thief. Um, I'm noticing. I'm noticing a, a magically here. aligned. That was a super fast answer. She yeah. thought about she that, had one. that one. <laughs> That's my current character. There right you now. go. All right. <laughs> All right. Her name is Nix. Yes. Yeah. So. Awesome. Okay. My last question. And this is going to be a doozy. Well, no, no. This is one of my favorite, and it's actually one of the fans' favorites too. So, you're on a four-hour car ride, like back home from here. Your radio doesn't function. You have no cell phone signal at all. You must be riding with a superhero or a supervillain. Who is riding shotgun with you? Mm. That's a hard question. 
So we would have either either a hero or a villain. Do I, I have to pick one, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you want to pick one of each or two, go ahead. Throw it out there. Um, I would. It would be the Joker. There I have to go with the Joker. <laughs> oh yeah. He's my favorite villain. There you go. She may not make that car ride back, but it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be fun. I don't know. I think, know. I think she's pretty tough. I might end up being Harley Quinn. Who knows? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like there we go. You know, as the Joker says, Munchausen syndrome. Yes. That is. <laughs> you know, the Joker says the difference between a sane man and an insane man is one bad day. Right. It could be the Joker's bad day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Hero would probably be Wonder Woman. She's been my favorite there since I was five. And she also has a plane, so. Right. You know, just in case. Just right. in case. Yep. You can call you it. Evacuate right out. There you yeah. go. Okay, Wes, this bring us the, home. Uh, this is probably the most difficult question, and we apologize. If you Extremely controversial. Trouble. A very controversial question. Yes, yes. Does pineapple go on a pizza? No. Oh, wrong answer. Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) (laughs) We have been threatened with bodily harm, especially from some of our guests that live in New York City. Well, have I eaten pineapple on a pizza? Yes. Do I like pineapple on a pizza? Mm, not really. Okay, no, but no, 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 no. some but, are, it's okay to be wrong. But grilled pineapple. <laughs> there you go. With cinnamon and sugar. Ooh, that is yes, the ma'am. bomb. There you go. Yeah. There we go. I, I like that. That's an adequate answer. We we will accept that. Yeah. Accept that. <laughs> the judges will accept that. Yeah. Okay. You know the Brazilian steakhouse. There you style. go. Yeah. Oh, meat. Lots of meat. Yeah. Um, Tell us again how people can find out about the show. Um, you can go to ScarabCon.com. We have a special right now for the um, Rocket Top Game Con. It is Con Deal. If you go on the website, go through TTE and register a, an email address, and you can get $20 off your badge of 60 bucks. So, That's awesome. Wow. That's and that time. is four days of gaming. We run from noon on Friday to 6 o'clock on Monday. Nice. Wow. So, wow, that's yeah. a long one there. And we yeah. run till midnight every night. That's the stuff. So, that yeah. sounds like the way we used to play. Best games are played at night, really. That's right. I mean, that's what it is. Absolutely. Hey, and we do have Scarab After Dark, so that's a good thing. Ooh. Sounds <laughs> intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for your Amy, time. We really you. appreciate that. Thank this. you very All right. much. Bye-bye. Continue right. success. We um, have kidnapped Mark again from Dolgard. Because he is one of our favorite people. <laughs> so how's it? I just told him I said wow. I want to talk to you, and he's what are we talking about. I'm like I don't know. Let's just go talk. So, so we talk. We um, this is uh, and, and who knows what order any of these segments will be in. And, but uh, it, physically, it is uh, Sunday afternoon. Getting and we're close, feeling it. Getting close to the end of the end of the con. Um, Mark's store, Dogard Games, is one of the ones who generously donated some items to the scavenger hunt that we're doing. And we're that, very uh, appreciative that. The that the Nerdy Old Men podcast is doing for uh, Smoky Mountain Game Con. How Rocky was your Top Game Con. Rocky Mountain Game Con. My God. Rocky Mountain. Good Lord. We were literally just talking about something else. So, Rocky <laughs> Top Game Con. I, I'm tired. Oh, no. So, how, how's it been for you, uh, Mark? What have you been doing, man? Uh well, uh, so I, I had originally started, like, really just like, hey, we want to, you know, sell stuff here. But uh, I, I think my perspective has changed entirely. I'm, I'm making a lot of connections with these local um, uh, crafts folks yeah. uh, about, hey, can, can I get this in, your, in my store? And they're like, 
We would love to do that. So I'm, I'm collecting uh, uh, consignees like uh, Pokemon today. So yeah. um, I don't know. You said you had what, like four or five? Four or five. You... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It started with the uh, the um, uh, candle people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my, why, why about? And I got that epiphany dice. moment. Just oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I hope I'm not like overfilling my store now with with people's stuff. We'll no, see. you we'll got plenty. You got plenty. Well, people of are going to listen to the show and they're going to come buy it all. Well, he's got. We've been so. there. We're going to be back there here in a couple of weeks. He, he's got plenty of room for for other <laughs> stuff, and and yeah. it's and it's set up so nice and bright and clean that you can it see is. everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. I've I, I had lost perspective that like me bringing their items in is like huge for them as well as as me. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh man, like because like they they've all been so excited. They're like, yeah, this is. Yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds <I> great. <laughs> dice, uh, yeah, candles, uh, leather play mats. Uh, I was actually talking to the popcorn folks, but they're too far away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it would have been, been cool to, to get the popcorn folks in, too. Right, right. And right now, <clears throat> our black shirts are available in one particular store. But Mark's going to carry some of our other colors. Yes, in, in whatever you can bring me. Yeah, whatever we bring him, he's going to he's going to carry him up there, and we're really appreciative. He hits that me with. Too. I'm like, well, how many shirts you want? He hits me with a big number, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> we're going to get him stuff. So, so that's pretty cool. But that's a neat thing that you that you and and maybe folks that listen to us that um, are vendors at shows and things like that. That's that's another avenue to approach this yeah. kind of thing, right? Is to is to reach out to others and network. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I you know I used I mean, when I was doing an eight to five job uh, for IT, they'd send me to tech um, conventions, and it was that was all it was was because like most of the time they they couldn't make a sale because it'd be like you know hey we ser- we sell servers you're not gonna buy servers at this <laughs> right. Thing. What you're gonna do is make a connection and then go back to your um, purchasing department and say hey we need you know five hundred thousand dollars to buy five of these servers you know so it was it was all networking and, and like no sales uh so that should have been the way i approached this but i didn't and i'm correcting that so. <laughs> but, it, but it's neat though how like over here where we're at everybody's been talking and kind of sharing stuff and steering ideals and 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 connections and it's neat that a smaller show like this, you can make that personal connection mm-hmm. with a vendor or, or you know, whatever. I mean, it's like, I mean, you're you're a big guy. You got two stores. We had, this, dis- we had this discussion earlier, and he, and he doesn't like, he doesn't think so, but we think but, so. But for you, somebody you like just, that, it's got a small business, yeah. and you're like, hey, would would you be willing to let me put your stuff in my store? Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, when they when they heard I had two stores, because uh, like after talking to you guys, I was like. I should probably mention that. Yes, like, you probably you should. You have two stores. Uh, yeah, well, it's easy to lose perspective because, like, you you always hyper focus on what you haven't done yet. Um, so, yeah, the the second store uh, gives me a lot of opportunities to hit two markets. Like, yeah. I, I always say that, like, I'm transferring items between the two stores because it it sells better in one and not in the other. Uh, so, like, I I get something and I find a home for it. And, yeah. and having two markets really helps that. Yeah, and and, and you you have that the mountain is the physical barrier between <laughs> between, between the two. And it's two a beautiful st- drive, though. and it is. And it's in two yeah. different states, and and that's just really neat, man. And and, uh, and, yeah. and we've talked about that before on the show. When we were talking about, about you and your stuff, but uh, yeah. and I know you had Cortland down here this weekend, and you guys have been hustling yeah. and bustling all over the place, and made a few Fine. sales, I guess, and. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of the consigned stuff. So if, if any of the people that want to work with me are out there, we mostly sell your stuff at these, these conventions. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, like, honestly, uh, it, it's what you have that no one else has that's usually going to make. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you could always price match, but, like, you don't want to get in a, a price war with anyone at these things. You, you want to stand out in your own right. Yeah. So, like, the earrings uh, and, and uh, the candles and all that kind of stuff that we... We have that that there's nothing exactly like that. That's that's what people are, are stopping right, for. Right, and they can go to your store and pick up one of those items, and while they're there picking that up, uh, then they may want the, the new D&D book or the new whatever. Well, that's the hope. I, and, I think and, my and, consignment area is about to double in size. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, too. But, that, but that's awesome. You're helping out. As, as a small business, you're helping out another smaller business. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's one of those Everybody things. Wins. You know, it, it's all community, uh, you know. We, I, I said this on our original, uh, you know, talk that like it, it was has always been about the community for me. I was like, well, if I can make some money in the process, great. But I want to, I want to see things happen with between people, you, yeah. you know, like get get this product in front of people, because uh, like we we always keep stacks of, of the cards for all our consignees. So it's like, oh, you you liked those? Here's here's her Etsy store, right? You know. And then who knows what sales are going to come out of that for them? But yeah, good. Yeah, I mean it's good karma. They bring you back. They'll remember you on the on the backside too. Yep. You know, it's like wait, you know, oh, you like these? You like our candles? You like this? You like gaming? You like this kind of stuff? Do you you want you want gaming products? If you're going to buy, if you like the gaming candle, like these folks over here, we're going to talk to them. We're going to talk to them, but they've um, got a neat. I mean, because but but the the point is, they've got a candle with with wax, right? And and that's what and that's what Mark's talking about. So melt, you know, right? And then. People go to the website and say, oh, I'm going to buy some more of these. Well, if you want to buy gaming products, go talk to Tollguard Games because they carry our stuff. We're exactly. partners. You know, that's, yeah. So that's kind of that's the thing, man. Just like with us, it, if somebody asks about something, if, we if, it's, somebody, if it's somebody, the right yeah, if it's somebody like Tollguard Games and, you know, they're up in that end, well, you need to stop by and see Mark this place because we can vouch for him and know he's a good dude. So, but yeah, oh, man, yeah, absolutely. You know that we love you to pieces, dude. You're one of the dudes. One of the dudes. Dudes, you're one of the dudes. Dudes, you're one of the dudes. <laughs> there it's you go, late. Rutger. Dude, <laughs> you're one, one of the dudes. dudes. <laughs> oh, jeez, God, we've given him another. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Mark, I'm, I'm fairly humble, but you're uh, making me feel a little. His uh, hat's about to pop off like, his uh, head. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thanks for stopping back by and talking with yeah. us and telling us how things are going and. Uh, uh, point of this is, is it, those of you that have listened listened to us and have gone by Tolgard Games and in, in, uh, in Pigeon Forge or in uh, North Carolina. The name of the town again is North Carolina is what? Silva. Silva. Yeah. Silva, North Carolina. Uh, those of you that have already gone there or not gone there, here's just some more reason to go because he's going to start carrying some uh, local artisan uh, and artist stuff. More cool stuff more cool in stuff. a really cool store. There you go. That's I, the moral of the story. I guess I should shamelessly plug we're celebrating our actual one-year anniversary today. Hey! Um, so by the time Happy you listen birthday. to this, I guess it's going to be a little bit after that. But We're coming to you from... Yeah. The future, past, past, future. Let's tell the crowd again. Uh, One year anniversary. Yay! You're the man. So, don't, for, don't forget about that party on the 4th. That's right. The party on the 4th at the uh, Pigeon Forge store. Yeah. And uh, he's going to have some neat things to check out. And yep. everybody come up there and, and, and help support this local business that's supporting other small business. Absolutely. Okay. Until next time. Thanks.
Hey, level up games. Hi, that's me. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no. All right, sorry. No, this is uh, level up games. That's, I don't know. That sounds kind of, mm, I don't know about okay, that. This is getting weird real fast, guys. Your store has been a neighbor of ours all weekend long. Yeah, we've been and, your neighbor. Uh, your workers have been outstanding. Yeah. Sold that big Tiamat. I was super pumped we, about which that. Which we took pictures of the guy that we, we got the TMI. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No. And he's uh, he's already followed the show. He's excited to wait and see. Oh, uh, excellent! Know, so. <laughs> I will tell you, he got a very good deal on that TMI. Yes, it, yes, um, just shipping alone on that thing is like big, and it's uh, it's normally like a very expensive miniature. They did a very limited run of it, right? But. Um, but we were we were happy to see it go just because we'd had it for a while. You have vanquished um, the miniature. We we vanquished the Tiamat, but it's I mean that's a collector's piece. So. It's a it's a miniature in name alone. That is, <laughs> yeah. a, that is a massive model. Yeah, if you put that if you put that on the table, you're just looking to TPK. You know, yeah, like, like goodbye. Multiple, multiple parties. I, I would just like to see the unboxing on that to see how it. It's big. Know. It takes up the whole box. The wings touch like the end of the box. Seriously, it's, yeah, it's a big guy. Wow, or a, a big dragon queen rather. Yes. Well, I mean, I had to get some uh, some pins. I got some for I got my Dexter's laboratory. Yeah, laboratory uh, pin on on the backpack there. So nice, was, yeah. Yeah, stylish that. choice. <laughs> so you personally, and and I assume your store as well, mm-hmm. you were running some of the activities this week. Yes. yes. So we were in charge of uh, some of the card game stuff that was going on. So we did Pokemon on uh, Friday. We did uh, Magic the Gathering on Saturday, and then we did Yu Gi Oh today. How did that go for you this weekend? So Pokemon went pretty well. Um, we we kind of like negotiated with and talked to the showrunners and made it. Basically, it was a stellar deal. You know, you got a pre-release kit and like a day pass for for entry, uh, and it, I think it was like thirty bucks. And um, and then you played in a, a sealed event with like Pokemon booster packs. Yeah. And everybody that played had a lot of fun. Um, That's key. Yeah, that was nice. Then the modern tournament went really well for Magic the Gathering. Um, we had a lot of our locals show up and a few unfamiliar faces as well. And um, we basically, we had kind of like a, a player minimum and a player cap. And uh, But like we promised to run the event no matter how many people showed up. Um, I think we ended up having 16 players, which was actually more than we were expecting. And we just essentially ran a cash tournament, like a cash payout tournament uh, for them. And on top of that, like... Um, I don't know if you got a chance to talk to the Loot Goblins guys. We did, yes. Yeah, and the leather playmats, so yes. they donated one of those. And uh, Those are so they're nice. They're really well done. Uh, so our players were, like, super stoked about that. And so, like, we gave that away along with the, uh, along with the cash prize and stuff. And wow. they had a good time. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! attendance today, a little bit a little bit saddening, but I actually I talked with my tournament organizer and, like, some of the other event organizers, too, and just kind of, like, ideas of what to do what what is worth it for a Yu-Gi-Oh player to like come out and play and I was like well like I mean like we essentially made this that like pyramid super... necklace thing went in yeah 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 uh. um uh yeah the millennium eye yeah um that would do it <laughs> I just saw it. I remember the cartoons and they were right. he was always wearing <laughs> this big like pyramid exactly yeah the... no that's different the different pieces of that um, there's probably somebody who's listening who knows exactly what it is you're talking about, and he's like, "No, nah, Stephen got it wrong, and I know what it is." And you, everybody's, but anyway, 
Um, so we talked about like maybe getting some stuff signed by like the voice actor, like, oh, you know, like for Kaiba cool. or something. And that would be cool. So um, something, something memorable to give away to make it kind of like worth out, worth it and playing for. But we had, we had a few people show up for you. Yu-Gi-Oh! they played, they had a good time. They got, uh, we gave out way, way more prize support than like what they paid in and stuff like that. So I think they were happy. That's cool. And, yeah. Um, all in all, like the card game players were pretty pleased. And then we've got people down there just playing jamming commander games. That's, like that's that. awesome. Yeah, we heard them do an announcement a little while for a, like a, you know, f- um, I guess free play kind of yeah, a thing. F- yeah, open play commander and stuff like that. Yeah, man, so that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I was happy to put it on. A lot of times, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. This is a gaming convention. Right. A lot of times convention showrunners will like approach me and they'll be like, hey, you should put on a really. Oh, no, well, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah. We're kind of multitasking here. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, you should put on like a really big, uh, like Magic the Gathering tournament or, or something like that at this convention. There's going to be a ton of people here, and um, and I've tried it before, yeah. and it, and nobody shows up for it because those those like general admission um, conventions and stuff like that. That's not who they're geared towards. Yeah. Um, so, you know players are like well that's not for me that's for somebody to go out and see like this famous celebrity and things like that you know like a fanboy or, or whatever although you know you could do it there but this is this is different um, because it's a gaming convention instead so. of being a, a pop culture which is the, yeah. the first time I've come to something like this right even before yeah. the podcast coming in and, and I, I love it. I think it's it's a different dynamic it's than what than in in mm-hmm. just as good but different yeah, instead of instead of coming in and paying an entry and kind of like walking around for an hour and maybe getting like a, a signature or something, if you're buying a ticket to this kind of event, you're going to be here all day. Yeah. So it's like it's a captive audience. Well, I mean, we got cool. You know, we, get, we would get in here at eight o'clock in the morning. There's people already downstairs setting up. Correct. For these big and they're Correct. playing for yeah. what two three hours at a time. Yeah, it's, it's been a long, all day. It's long. A long well, the, time. For, the 40K has been three days. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I'm talking about like one, oh, yeah, one yeah, match. Yeah. Is one like match. Yeah. Three all hours day long. Yeah. It's just like, it's so, nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. But yeah. it's, been, it's been wonderful. And I think it's great that that, because your shop is a, is a card. Yeah, we're a card, a card shop. shop. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Yeah. So, and generally, and generally, like what I, what I tell people when they're like, we should run this at a convention um, is like, you don't want it. You don't want it at your convention. It's going to take up space, you know, that you could otherwise sell to vendors. And a lot of times what they want us to offer isn't any different than what we would offer at the store. At the store. Um, but, like, here, like, I was able to talk with, like, the convention organizer and say, like, hey, listen, like, this this sector of nerds, they want it to be worth it to come out. Yeah. This is what it looks like. And yeah. he was, like, on board with it, which is kind of, like, why I went in. And I said, well, that's okay, good, though, because I'll do seen- that. He sees that there's value, mm-hmm. and you're like, there is a need. Yeah, and there's, there's a, it'll bring a value to your convention. Mm-hmm. And yes, it seems like everybody had a really good time down there. Oh yeah, oh they, they, they actually, um, that's the modern players. They're like, we love this so much. We hope you do this again. Really? Yeah, they. That's I got be a lot encouraging of positive. You just, on yeah, a personal level. No, that was nice because like we don't often do things like that. And so for the players to be like, oh, we really enjoyed this. We would like to do it again. That was like, that was super encouraging to me. Sweet. But yeah, yeah it's, I think it's a unique thing though, or it's a harder, it's a harder thing. And I've always been hesitant to put them on, but um, even like having like a board game library, like a lot of conventions will be like, yeah, we're going to have like board game demos and stuff. Um, I've never seen it more successfully run than uh, the guys down there oh, yeah. at, um, at the Iron Wyvern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Iron Wyvern guys, I've never seen it. I, like here locally and kind of like the Knoxville done done that well. 
I mean, everybody coming in here when I walk downstairs, everybody's excited, happy, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Even after hours of, of playing, oh yeah, they're yeah. still just stoked to be here. Yeah, stoked. Maybe a little bit tired by today. Oh, yeah, we're out. Heck, we're wore out. We've, <laughs> We've just been, been sitting here talking. You know, I've watched. I've watched. Uh, there's been a dungeon master down in the like the RPG area, and yeah. she uh, she was here on Friday, and I've watched her enthusiastically run D and D games all weekend long, and I'm just I'm amazed. I'm just like how how do you have the energy? That's amazing. But she's rolling dice. One of the uh, one of the tables that donated stuff to us, they they had a DM come up to their table, buy a miniature, take it back down to the floor, and use it, and use it, <laughs> glued, in it their game. glued it together, glued it together, glued together right there, and and use it yeah. in the game. Oh, that's awesome! It was the first one they sold. I love it. It was a hydra. It was a hydra, and it was yes. the first one that that place had sold. Oh, nice! At the at, at the convention. And it's been apparently used all weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like the Hydra's just like killing players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm going to take this and kill everybody today. Yeah, I have well, that's better than Tiamat showing up. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. set the box here and you go to unbox it. Everybody die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's so it's so cool that there is a place and and you know you've got all these games. I mean, because this mm-hmm. is, I'm like Chad. This is his first actual gaming convention. You know, yeah. been to yeah. Dragon Con and seen. You know the gaming hotel, but there's mm-hmm. so much else going on. But there's so it's much going on. Yeah. You, you know, it was it, for me that wasn't what I was into. Right, you know, right I, I was yeah. there for the costumes and yeah. the celebrities. But to see that this is three days mm-hmm. of just gaming, of gaming, yeah. and it's huge. I mean, everything well, from Legion, 40k, Age of Sigmar, uh, yeah. Sigmar, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, they've got yeah. it all. Well, and I can't. I don't know. At least for in the Knoxville, East Tennessee area, like I know they do like Dungeons and Dragons conventions, like Mace. Um, but I, I haven't really seen other than what Rocky Top has put on, like gaming conventions in this area. Right. Yeah. Um, and that is as broad as this. Yeah. Because like uh, the like the Cherokee, whatever it's called, is is a uh, is a Legion Star Wars Legion yes. major or something right, like that. Right. Right. But that I think, as far as I know, it's the only thing they play there. I, I believe and that's it, correct. So, yeah. but this is like the, I could believe they're running a they're running forty k major mm-hmm. and in a big Star Wars Legion tournament. Yeah, and the biggest Sigma, one. I was like, come on, man, that's a <laughs> lot of stuff to pack in. It's a lot. To and do, it is yeah. a big building, but still, wow. Right. Well, and the, but the benefit of that is you have that strength in numbers where you like you have a lot of people kind of interlocking into different things, and it, what that allowed the showrunners to do is get this bigger space and to get that thing. Speaking of, that's the showrunner right there yeah. in the background. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's, he's, I, I think by now the audience has gotten accustomed to hearing they know who he is. Uh, <laughs> jumping into the <laughs> we said that really early on when they broke in. I was like, well, that is Steve. He's <laughs> running the show. Other Steven. The other Steven. Steven. The other he Steven. spells his name differently. Yeah, yeah, line. and th- this one is a has a, is a deeper, softer radio voice oh, yes, than thank the you. other one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's been fun to see this mm-hmm. uh, and how everybody has come together. And like you said, yeah. it, it, you know, it's it's not just one particular game; mm-hmm. it's a multitude of it's games. It's a bunch of them, yeah. And then it's like, and you're like, it's talking about people coming together. A lot of the vendors. Um, are local. I mean, some of them like have come from a, a long distance. Like RK Post came from Seattle, right? Um, you know, but a lot of like a lot of your friendly local game stores are here. You mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned. Um, well, you guys are here. The Warp, yeah. we're here. You know, yeah. like CM Games is here. Yep. Um, Sci-Fi City is here. Yep. This is the first convention that they've come to, which is and, exciting that, yeah. that all you guys are here. Many a year, yeah, and it's cool. Well, it's cool for me too. Like I told my managers when they come came here, I was like, hey, make sure you go and like you just introduce yourself to the to the other tables because this is like this is neutral ground for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, like I don't have to. 
I don't have to awkwardly come into your store and where you do business and be like, hi, I own a business like yours, you know, and whatever else and have that kind of uncomfortableness. I can meet you kind of like, it's almost like sacred, yeah. sacred neutral it's, ground. It's and holy like, ground. Yeah. Like an and, Highlander. and then, you know, and I got to talk to, uh, I got to talk to Walt from sci-fi and be yeah. like, Hey man, like, you know, wish like, I hope you're doing well and stuff like that. And we've, we've kind of like, we've had a few conversations on like how to better protect the community at large, like the gaming yep. community and how important it is for managers from the different game stores to communicate with one another. Yeah. And just, I think there's, there's been no other opportunity, at least that I've been to where that's been available to me. And so I put a lot of value in that. And, 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 really cool. and we've spoken about it before, but we've discovered through the lifespan of our podcast is that at least locally here, it's a really communal thing. I mean, mm-hmm. people even, you know, even though you sell game products and they sell yeah. game products, you can still get together and talk about stuff. For sure. And, and you know, even even guys that have a broader selection of stuff like you do, mm-hmm. there's still like a specialization in some yeah, of that. Yeah. So Everybody know, finds their niche. Just, yeah, everybody's got a little bit. Well, I always, and, I always go back to Pat down at Brickhouse. Yeah. You know, he's primarily a Lego store. Legos, yeah. Right? But he will tell well, I don't carry that. But, but you need go to go to, see Stephen down at Level yeah, yeah, Up. Yeah, go He's to Level Up and do this. Yeah, you know, back and forth. And, and, and uh, everybody's kind of like, okay, I, I can send somebody somewhere and it's not. Yeah, no, it's and it's, well, it's no danger because, like, I think, too, um, when after, after you've kind of done this for a while, you kind of want to keep those those business, like, those dollars within the small businesses here, right? Absolutely. Like, it benefits none of us for somebody to be like, well, I'm going to buy my flesh and blood online. And no, it's like, geez, no, go no. down and Pat host it on Friday. Like, go down yeah. and see the guy at Brickhouse Collectibles and buy it from him locally because yeah. you're, benefit, you're benefiting your local community that way, you know. Um, so I, I think, and I, it's been really good for me to see over the years, too, how that mentality has become more common. Because yeah. I don't, when I first got started, you know, like, like eight years ago, I don't think that mentality was as healthy as it is now. So well, you, it's, you, it's you nice. get like guys like I mean, I just just about every single person we've talked to. I mean, like ninety nine percent of them have had that same mentality, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. Yeah, because it only benefits everyone. Yeah, all ships rise with the tide. Yeah, you know, yeah. abundance mentality yeah. and stuff. So, it's what's good. going on at uh, at Level Up? Anything new happening? You got things coming down the line? Oh man, coming down the line. If you if you ask any of the friendly local game stores about like the magic pipeline right now, they'll just right. like they'll start to get stressed <laughs> and like you know get a handkerchief over their forehead. They're yeah. coming. I mean, like we've got Commander Legends. Um, Battle for Baldur's Gate coming out, yeah. pre-release next week, which is a D&D crossover set with, uh, with Magic the Gathering, so that's cool. Um, but then, like, a month right after that is Double Masters and stuff like that, so there's a lot of, like, doomsaying and stuff like that going around the hobby. I'm not too worried about it, but it is a lot of different new products coming out. Right. Um, in the D&D world, um, they've had to push some books back. Um, they've been, but they've been releasing more material for that. But I think most of that has been welcome. Yeah, hey, Monsters um, of the Multiverse came out. I think Monsters really of the Multiverse came out, and then before that, they were selling it in the special edition cover, right. which was actually like really pretty. It's a nice cut. The um, white, the whole white. Yeah, yeah the white cool. one is yeah. really, really pretty. So like, they do a really good job with that. Um, so they, yeah, Magic and Magic and D and D. We've been doing that's kind of like our primary stuff. But we've been like Yu Gi Oh has been doing well. Pokemon has finally gotten out of their their like print like phase where they've been having too much trouble getting stuff printed so yeah. they're they're back to shipping they're back product. to normal yeah when you it, it was all last year if you ordered like if a game store ordered a hundred boxes of something from a distributor you get like and one or something you would get like 10 
Oh, wow. Unless you had a good relationship with them, and then maybe you'd get a few more, but you'd never get what you ordered. Um, and now this year, the production line has kind of like unkinked itself it's enough to where, up to where if you order, what you order is usually what you'll get. With a few exceptions. I hear horror stories where it's like, I ordered a bunch of boxes from this distributor, and they called me and they said, I'm, I'm getting zero, uh, which is always something that can happen. But, right. like, yeah, as far as, like, stuff going on, um, like, release-wise, that's happening. Um, Community-wise, I think more people are starting to come out, which is good. Um, and, like, we've been putting on more events. We're looking to get D&D started back up soon, too, as well, oh, just because yeah. that's kind of fallen off. Right. Yeah. There can never be too many D&D games. You can games never have enough D&D yeah. games. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and it's, it's again, it's kind of like that's a, a community thing that brings people together, so we'd like to see it happening in the store again. And you've got a great place to play at down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got the side custom room that you can kind of quarter yourself off on, uh, or if the whole night is D&D, then it's just everybody. That's what it used to be back in the before times. Before the plague. Yeah, it was, I think, on Wednesday nights they would do Adventures League, and it would just fill up the, the whole place space, which I thought was really cool. But that's got to be a fun feeling, knowing that that's got the potential it of coming back. It could come back, back yes. <laughs> oh, yes. it'll come back. Everything's yeah. a, Look at this place. <laughs> uh, it's I it's mean, floor's been back, and it's building up here for the the last few hours of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, you know what? We, we've we been wanting to get you to come over, but you've been slam-packed busy I've with that kind of stuff. I've been running around. I don't know how many times it. he's gone up and down the stairs yeah. over here. He's going to be dragging for the rest of the week. My, I, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for coming by and talking with us again. And, Absolutely. And, and, you know, your booth over here has been great neighbors to us. And uh, I saw a bunch of things get piled out of there, so that's good. Uh, that's yeah, good I love stuff. to see that. Yeah, yeah fantastic. <laughs> well, plug thank the, you guys. Plug the store one more time before you go. Absolutely. I'm going to plug the store, and then I'm going to plug you guys, too. Uh-oh. So, yeah, my store is Level Up Games and Hobbies in Knoxville. Tennessee, and then Turn One Gaming in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Yes. And then we do primarily Magic, but author also other TCG games and stuff. But I was talking to you about this, uh, you guys, about this earlier. I think it's really cool that Nerdy Nerdy Old Men Podcast just exists. Oh, nobody, thanks, nobody else is nobody else is kind of like that media point between all of the other nerdy small businesses in this area, and uh, no one else has done it as consistently as you guys have. So I think thank you guys you. have something special, and I hope you continue to do well, it. Well, thank you, and we appreciate yeah, that, and we appreciate really your support and, and, and thank you for keeping our posters hung up in your store. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, and, no, it's a that's, that's it's a badge really of honor. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, man, we really do appreciate that. Yeah. And, and and we kind of feel like we're a, we're a, I mean, you got two stores, Mark, we talked to him from Togard, you got two stores, and you guys are big, big business guys, but uh, thank you for including us yeah, in, absolutely. In, in what you do because we really want to let the community, uh, the local and the and broad community know what's available here in our little yeah. section of the nerd world, which I is love pretty it. freaking awesome it is pretty awesome yeah, yeah so if you're listening follow these guys thank you so they've got cool stuff going on yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right bro hey thanks, have a bro. great day man thanks. for the rest of the con See yeah you. we'll do thanks guys okay guys that was the uh the the day two the great con- well do two and three you know uh because some of those interviews were from the last day but yeah it was a lot of fun at rocky top game con um i thought they did a really good job of setting everything up yes um uh, Stephen Valley, he, 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 he rocked a, it out, dude. He did a really good yeah. job. Um, the, I think the joke with the speakers speak for itself. Yeah, ah. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, uh, we had a lot of fun. Made a lot of friends. We we did. 
Um, and, and just like in this episode, I mentioned, uh, in, in the description, I, uh, embarrassed the absolute hell out of myself in front of a D and D legend. So make sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that good you, times. I'm sure that you've got a good laugh out of that one, but, uh, you know, we want to take uh, a moment to, uh, thank Rocky Top Game Con, um, uh, Stephen Valley, um, uh, for inviting us there as a guest, man, that was, that was a freaking awesome uh it might very well be one of the most successful outings we've ever had i, I would agree um, with that uh all of the folks who uh, participated in the scavenger hunt which uh, there were a, a lot ton. of people that gave some really um, awesome yep, prizes yeah and those that and and that was that was what i was getting to is is all the businesses that that gave stuff man that's that was awesome um, so that, that was great. And shipping that out to the winner who was Chris Blackwell from Chattanooga. Chris, congratulations on that. And, um, one more thing on our scavenger hunt. We want to give a special thanks out to yeah, uh, Amanda, Amanda, also known as Lulu's cosplay. On who, who was, had an awesome sister of battle armor set and bolter that she was walking around with. And, and she was cool enough to uh, be our, our roaming target. Yes. Yes. Uh, she was the, uh, you got, uh, you got one entry for doing some stuff with the, with the, uh, walking around taking pictures of the booths and you got a bonus entry for finding her and getting a picture of her with her. So she was real cool. To play yeah. Along with yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. She really was there all three her. days and that 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 badass armor. It was great. And um so yeah, we wanted to thank her uh, especially for that too. So make sure you go and, and and follow her Instagram for all her artwork as well. So you know, hey, uh I think we're gonna get invited back next year. I hope so. I hope so, so. <laughs> uh, if, <laughs> yeah. if things are going the the way they're they're going for Rocky Top GameCon now. It's it going to be, be huge. Bigger. I mean, it was giant then. And so we're, we're looking forward to the next time. So we, we re- really hope that you enjoyed our coverage of Rocky Top Game Con 2022. Uh, this is the Old Bald Man Chat with the Redneck Wes. Yee-haw. So much better than I did it last time. <laughs> <laughs>